Welcome to the Comfy Living Podcast, where you'll learn how to become a better entrepreneur in the short-term rental space with Airbnb. Listen in as we interview our expert colleagues, Joshua Adeboye and Norman Hamilton, and take advantage of their years of experience that will help you take your rentals to a whole new level. Welcome to the Comfy Living Podcast, where we discuss short-term rentals and how to be a better business operator. I'm your host, Joshua Adeboye, and I have my co-host with me, Norman Hamilton. What's going on, Norman? What up, man? How are you? Great. Doing great. Can't complain. So just wanted to talk some brief updates on our business. So we were able to hire two virtual assistants who are doing an excellent job. And one of the first assignments that we asked them to do is to get a better understanding of our culture and how we operate here at Comfy Living. So we gave them a task to read a few novels. And Two Second Lean is by an author named Paul Akers. And to me, he is like the mastermind of hacking. Because when I looked up into his story, if you Google like his company, FastCap, it's like a huge warehouse where they sell like hardware stuff. But everything is so methodical and in its place that there is no junk like whatsoever in this warehouse. And I thought that was amazing because everybody's able to do things faster, operate properly and get things done. So I requested for the team to read that novel and um, just wanted to discuss how we plan to implement that into our business, which we have in some bits and pieces since I've already read the book before, but definitely want to ramp more aspects. So what were your thoughts on the book, Norman? Uh, I definitely thought it was definitely a good read. It was longer than I expected it to be, but I think I understood the point of the book on my first read. Like always look for ways you can improve your process, you know, so AKA process improvement and also look for ways you can eliminate waste, but also look for ways you can like make minor improvements, even with yourself. It doesn't have to be anything like major say like overhaul your complete system, but look for those minor improvements over time. And it seems like you can pretty much achieve the equivalent of like a massive overhaul of your system leading to improvements. And yeah, just train your employees or train your team to always just look for ways to improve stuff and like speak up about it. That's kind of the culture that we want to bring inside of our company, right? Like we don't want to have uh, business processes that are a complete waste that aren't a value add. We want to make sure everything we're doing is 100% of value add. And we want to like encourage our people to speak up about it. If like they think something isn't a value add, you know, we don't want to be that company that is tied down by the bureaucracy that is like middle management in the company. Like we want everybody to feel empowered that like they can contribute and they can improve what's going on in the company. So if they find something, say something about it. And if we find something, you know, we'll be sure to bring it up. But we also want to be sure that we get feedback from people. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of feedback, one aspect of the business that Paul Akers talks about in his book, Two Second Lean, is the importance of a morning meeting. And a morning meeting is simply every morning they get together for about 15 to 20 minutes, very briefly. By the way, you know, the team gets paid for this. So, you know, there's an added benefit to that. But essentially they meet in the morning and they discuss what are their plans for the day, for the week, for the month and for the quarter during that morning meeting and pretty much as one person everyone rotates taking responsibility of running the morning meeting and they're just telling the team and asking updates 
bottlenecks, et cetera, et cetera. But I think what's so powerful about this morning meeting is that it's a way to kind of like ramp up the company in the morning. So, you know, it's like that motivational aspect of reminding yourself where you want this company to go and what are the goals and the fact that we're discussing that on a daily basis, you know, that's a powerful aspect. So it's definitely something that uh, we're going to implement into our business as we work with our VAs to start having those 15 minute meetings. Right. And it's one of those things where like this stuff is pretty common in what we do or what we did in our day jobs. A lot of what we do in our day jobs, especially like in a tech world, is based around an agile methodology or a scrum methodology. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, I could literally do an entire podcast on agile and on scrum. But just the concept of having daily standups and the idea of a standup is you keep it short, like 15 minutes, usually no more than 15 minutes. And everybody goes around the room, like Josh says, and they just give updates on what they're working on, if they're stuck on anything, and if they have any blockers or anything like that. And the idea is everyone updates everyone on what's going on and what they have to do. And if you have anything that's blocking you, now's the perfect time to address it. You can either address it there. And if you think it's going to take more than 15 minutes, you can address it offline with somebody who can help you after the meeting. And the reason people stand up is because standing up is usually the best incentive to get people to get their point across quickly, because the longer you stand up, the more irritated and the more tired people tend to get. So people speak very quickly during the stand up with their updates. Definitely, definitely. And one thing I like about Paul Akers is that he provides sources regarding a particular topic that he's talking about. So he actually has a morning meeting checklist where they go through uh, specific aspects of the business, such as passion, talking out loud, good morning, what are our sales numbers, what mistakes do we have, dash it board, raving fans, word of the day, gratefuls, product of the day, history, constitution, et cetera. And oh, finally, eight deadly waste. So all that is being done during our morning meeting. And it really is just like an energy booster for the day to kind of, you know, remind ourselves of what we're working for and where we're trying to go and what our cultures and values. So one aspect that Paul Akers mentioned is about waste. He's big on eliminating waste. And waste is essentially what extra steps that are you using in order to complete the task. So he talks about the eight different types of waste and how to better remove those wastes. So Norm Wood, after reading the book, have you identified any waste that we have within the company? Yeah, <laughs> mail. What's so bad about mail? This is a controversial topic. I just don't think it's a value add relative to the risk that uh, that comes with it in the company. I think from a process standpoint, like when somebody orders mail in this company, it stops the value add from happening. Like, for example, I could be building a software that would be a massive value add that could automate one part of the business. And, you know, anytime mail comes in, I have to stop what I'm doing and I have to handle this issue with somebody receiving mail, I have to get them the package code. I have to help them find the Amazon locker. I have to tell them where the Amazon locker is. Or in some cases, I have to help them go to the leasing office to get the key to open up the mailbox. Like it's a, it's an extreme, it's it's an extreme hindrance. And frank, so frankly, I think it's it's a regulatory risk because you're accepting mail in the address and it allows people to claim residency at your address. So in the case of somebody not paying rent, now you have an extremely long eviction case at your hand. They can use that mail to justify that they were living there. So, I mean, that's a discussion. That's a separate discussion in itself when it comes to risk. And then 
And then like you deal with the the process of like you deal with the process that like shouldn't even be happening. Um, that stops other productive value add processes from happening. I think that's a waste. What do you think? This is a tricky answer. I want to go the Paul Akers route on this one. So I think looking from the guest perspective, they appreciate mail. So they want to be able to send a letter to their significant other, or they want to be able to receive mail or, or Amazon is big, right? So they want to have mail. So I understand the importance of of having mail, even though it's not a necessity. And the reason why I bring this up, because I recently met with a guest who in the Dallas area, he basically had uh, issues at his home. He basically had a uh, water damage to the flood storm. So he stayed at one of our mentors properties for about three months with his family. And the fact that they live in the, you know, the same area, they found a place that resided in the same location. So they were big on having mail because they would write to their daughter who is in the military. So it dawned upon me that, you know, some people still appreciate mail. I do think certain demographics, especially with our generation, aren't too keen on that. But I do think that there is some value add there regarding uh, how to better handle mailing. So I'm trying to look at this from a Paul Akers standpoint. So for example, one way we could eliminate waste is the process of how the guest gets the keys to the particular mailbox, right? So is there a way to establish maybe some type of key storage box to where the guest has access to the mail keys for their designated unit? And they go to the leasing office or they go to some location for us where they can access the key and then get to the unit. Or better yet, if we can put the actual key lockbox for Comfy, put that inside of the where the postal area is. That way they just pick up the key, check their mail, put the key back, right? Something like that, you know? That's where I kind of want us to, you know, right now, I'm okay with not providing mail, but I do think that down the line, it should be a problem that we start attacking. For me, one example is that I want to implement something to where we have like some type of like shark tank moments to where there's like, okay, you know, there's a problem or there's a specific topic such as this that we have. And whoever can come up with the two second methodology on solving this problem gets a prize or gets a bonus or gets something, right? So you know, I just want to have that culture to where we're not afraid to attack problems from a lean point of view. So what's your thoughts? I agree with you on that. I definitely see why some people would want it. But I also, I see why some people would want it. But at the same time, like we still need to figure out the legal risk that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a fine line between like value add for people and like legal risk for a company, to be frank. I think we do need to experiment with like different possible solutions to this issue. So, I mean, it could be, like you said, figuring out how we can get them a key, but then the other thing could be to satisfy like the regulatory, like not regulatory risk, the legal risk with it is there's literally an Amazon locker within walking distance of the complex. And there's a, there's a mailbox within walking distance of the complex, like a PO box. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be, we recommend that they get that. And I mean, the value add to that is now you're not dealing with three middlemen when it comes to getting mail. You're dealing with 
you're dealing with either one middleman or you're dealing with no middleman when it comes to getting mail. And when I say middleman, I'm saying, okay, when you order a package, like the middleman is the first middleman is the post office. Now it gets delivered to the complex. The second middleman is the leasing office because the leasing office gives us a code. And then the third middleman is literally us. So now we have to give you the code. So there's three points of failure. So the first point of failure is a post office. The second point of failure is the leasing office. And the third point of failure would be us. So, I mean, it could be, hey, we get a P.O. box, remove two points of failure, you get your mail faster. Or we tell people, hey, use the nearby Amazon lockers. Now we just removed two points of failure. We removed us and we removed the leasing office. Because now, instead of having to receive a code, they receive the notification directly. Like, there's not this back and forth, like with codes or anything like that. So, I mean, like, it's something we got to explore. And like you said, like, we could do, we could do, like, some kind of award or some kind of prize thing in a to whoever can come up with like this who this process improvement that satisfies this the two second lean methodology yep yep but uh do you want to go deeper into that like what else do you want to talk about that's about it for this episode there's other aspects but we will talk to you in the next episode thanks for joining us this week on the comfy living podcast make sure you visit our website comfylivings.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on Spotify and iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out.